Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Jay Bailey. He's president and CEO at Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs. Welcome, Jay. Hey, Lee. Good to be here, brother, on this beautiful, uh, man, I don't even know what day of the week it is. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a cold winter day. No doubt. Good to be here, bro. Well, for the folks who aren't familiar, can you share a little bit about Russell? How are you serving folks? So, you know, it's we're a bit of a nonprofit unicorn story. Just four years ago, we, we sat at a zero budget as a real startup nonprofit organization with a gutted out building. But we are the largest center in the world dedicated to growing, scaling and developing black businesses in honor of one of the greatest entrepreneurs Atlanta's ever produced, the great Herman J. Russell Sr., we service or serve about 360 entrepreneurs full time that are enrolled in our continuum of learning. We call big ideas. We touch about 10,000 annually through our network. And over the past two and a half years, our entrepreneurs have contributed over $450 million of new economic value to the metro Atlanta region. But we're just getting started. And that's the exciting part about what we're doing. Now, one of the things I was at your website, and one of the things that I thought was very impactful, and I'm sure this was done in a very mindful manner, but in order to kind of be part of Rice, you say become a stakeholder. Why was it important for you to use that language? Um, I think that we lose GDP every year because the brilliant ideas that reside on the south side of the tracks of every city in America, and especially Atlanta, never reach the marketplaces they don't believe they belong. Our goal was to create a space of deep belonging for the entrepreneurs we support. So more than just a cohort, more than just a member, more than just any other name, we wanted to choose a name for the people that we serve that made them undergird self-esteem, self-confidence, belief, but most of all belonging. As a stakeholder, they are a part of the magic that we're creating, and we don't graduate people out. So therefore, they're a part of a continuous community, collaborative community. And so the name indicates the very intentional approach that we take towards here you belong, here your ideas matter, here everything is possible, here you can show up as your authentic self because you are a stakeholder. Now, when you're using the words entrepreneur, are you only dealing with kind of like tech entrepreneurs? Is it any business? Is it industry agnostic? Um, How are you kind of defining the terms of, you know, this business owner? Industry agnostic. I think that that we have a couple of verticals that we'll get and continue to grow that I think will be very powerful uh, to get specific. But we are we are not a tech incubator or a tech accelerator. I think traditionally, many of the main street businesses that have grown up out of nothing out of Atlanta are charging forward our corporate clientele. I mean, Chick Fil A was not a tech business, neither was UPS, but these were small businesses that grew and have scale and now have thousands upon thousands of employees. How can we help that business that will stay in a community, create jobs in that community, stabilize that community and bring hope to that community? And oftentimes when we're talking about business empowerment or business support, those businesses get left out. And but it does not say that we can't also help tech companies 
And I think that the ecosystem that we've created partnering with companies and organizations like ATV and ATDC, the technologists of color, uh, we have support systems for tech entrepreneurs as well. Now, um, what type of entrepreneur can uh, get involved at Russell? Are they, can they just have an idea? Can they be an aspiring entrepreneur? Somebody maybe is frustrated at their job and, and wants a way out? Um, or do they have to kind of have a, a semi-baked uh, ongoing entity? You know, at the very genesis of what we wanted to become, that was the story. How could we support that very person that you articulated that was frustrated at the job? They had an idea, but just didn't know how to start. But also on that very same campus, in that same ecosystem, how can we have a company that's doing $30 million in revenue and is trying to get to 50 or 100? Uh, we stole the HBCU model, historically black colleges and universities, where, yes, I could have a lowly freshman that knows nothing. But on that very same campus, I got a Ph.D. student who may go on to lead research that changes the world. But they're all in the same campus and they feed one another. Uh, it's the same model that we have. And with our Big Ideas platform, inspire, develop, execute, accelerate, scale based on what you've done, where you are in your journey as an entrepreneur or a business owner, we're able to place you in an appropriate stage that allows you to grow at a pace that also gives credit to the work that you put in or the work that you must do to go forward. Now, I think, uh, do you think that Atlanta is kind of uniquely qualified to um, have a center like yours uh, because of the diverse uh, diversity, first, number one, uh, in the city, but also the diversity of the economy? This isn't like a one industry town. There's a lot of different industries here. So a person could scale quickly. They could, you know, partner with a enterprise level organization in a variety of industries. Um, do you think that Atlanta is kind of built for this? Make no mistake. I think that Atlanta has the opportunity to be the most consequential city of the next 100 years. We have the colleges. We've got the corporations. Uh, we've got the community. We've got the culture. And Atlanta's a pretty cool city. And so now Atlanta has more black and roll college students than any other city in the planet. But I also love our city enough. To be honest with her, we're still the worst city in the country when it comes to income inequality. We're the worst city in the country when it comes to economic immobility. And if we're afraid to have a conversation about race, we're being intellectually disingenuous in our approach to try to move the needle. Uh, we start talking about revenue generation, job creation, wealth and economics in this city. It skews towards the north side of the city. Um, if we empower that south side of I-20, uh, where black neighborhoods are, where black thinkers and ideators are, where black businesses reside to grow from that one employee to five, that five employees to 20, that 20 to 50, that 50 to 100. It works for everybody. I think that with a city like Atlanta, whose population teeters between 48 to 52 percent black, but we only contribute to about eight percent of the economic growth. If we actually multiply that number, if we go from eight to 15 percent, you start to see Atlanta fully realize its potential, and that's why we're here. So what do you need more of? How can we help you? Do you need more entrepreneurs that raise their hand and say, I want to become a stakeholder at Russell? Um, do you need more corporate involvement? Uh, what do you need? You know, we're a new organization. We've had a lot of wins. You know, we have a 486-person waiting list currently, and we're growing to the speed of making sure we have smart growth goals We'll be bringing on another 150 to 200 entrepreneurs uh, in Q Q1 of next year. But it shows like this to get the word out about what we're doing. We've not been doing this all that long. 
if you discount the time during the global pandemic where we were just reimagining who we could even be or what the world may look like at the back end of it, um, you know, if you count it all, all love, we've been doing it for about 26 to 28 months, but we've been able to have some tremendous successes in that time. And from getting the word about, out about who we are and what we do, um, to talk to other corporations that may want to get involved. Uh, we continue to have needed resources in a lot of areas, but I can tell you that our momentum has been incredible in these past three years. But if you have such a large waiting list, what more could we do to help you scale faster? Well, I think scaling faster isn't always the answer. Um, I think building a program that is sustainable is probably the goal. And, you know, certainly we could open our doors to everybody, but we, we have the infrastructure to actually support them the way that they needed to be supported, to have the touches needed to actually help a business truly grow. Uh, and I think that's part of our methodology and looking at how can we make sure that the entrepreneurs that entrust us with their hopes, dreams, and aspirations, we're able to connect them to the resources, the access, the opportunities necessary for them to meet their growth goals. So, you know, our goal is to get to a thousand entrepreneurs and we're going to get there, Lee. But I think part of any new business, you know, growing smart is probably the key, not just fast. Now, what more could we be doing north of I-20 if we were a business leader? What more can we be doing to help you? Fierce intentionality. Um, Our organization spends more with black businesses than most Fortune 1000s. Um, You know, every organization that you know or could name has an annual spend. Every organization that you know or that that you could name has a board of directors. Uh, All of these things around when you look at your balance sheet, and I'm not just talking about dollars, how much of that pie is is leveraged with businesses that exist that may not look like your typical business. I think that, you know, if you come to the Russell Center, everything from the watch I'm wearing, the shirt I'm wearing, uh, the water I'm drinking, the chips that I'm eating, the low voltage, the AV, uh, the architect, the general contractor, all our customer uh, stakeholders that we support. Um, I think that businesses grow not just by raising money, but the customers that they have, how and in what way are organizations north of I-20 being intentional with their dollar, where they spend, how do they look outside their typical network to support? And oftentimes this is not charity work. This is not, this is not some paternalistic, let's help the folks on the South side. No, they're businesses that are ready for opportunities at the next level, enterprise level opportunities, but because they're not a part of certain networks, they never get those opportunities. I think the only difference between Bankhead and Buckhead is access, opportunity, and exposure. That's what folks north of I-20 can help with. And I never want to see it as uh, we have to help black businesses. No, no. We have to look at what is best for Atlanta's economy. And by looking at an ecosystem that is has some level of equity and some level of intentionality to right, right, raise all boats, I think we all win. Yeah, and I think you have, we have to move from um, I have to to I want to. Um, and if I want to uh, support black-owned businesses, is Russell help me um, identify them, uh, help yeah, me I mean, vet? We support 360 of them, and we have about 10,000 in our network. And, you know, it has to go one more step be beyond just I want to, I need to. You can't show me one balance sheet in Atlanta that without black consumers that could exist in th- in this marketplace, that it could, could exist for another six months, be it Coca-Cola, be it Home Depot, be it Chick-fil-A, 
<clears throat> the sheer numbers and the data support that black dollars actually drive the economy in the metro Atlanta region. And so it only makes sense. And this is not about an emotional plea. I'm looking at it like an economist would, that there's the opportunity to actually move our city forward economically if we're a little bit more intentional about how we look at going forward together. Now, if um, I am a a business owner and I want to get involved or I want to get on that wait list, uh, how do I go about doing that? And is, is there anything for me while I wait to get into the building to get the education I need? There are two ways. So we, we host an info session twice a year that you must attend to be eligible to apply. We don't do rankings as far as we take the 10 best companies, the 20 best companies. We select companies based on our ability to serve them. Um, but also one of the things that we're employing next year is a, a team of technical assistance managers that even if we're not able to take you on as a full-time stakeholder, you'll still have access to resources that can help you grow your business. So folks that you can ask questions, folks that have access to support networks, or just someone to give you some strategic ways forward, uh, those will be available to anybody that comes. Uh, And some digital products that we're going to unleash in 2024 that will expand our reach even far beyond our walls. And then if I'm one of those businesses north of I-20 and I want to get involved, maybe mentor, um, maybe support, maybe buy from some of the businesses you mentioned, what's the best way to do that? You know, just reach out to us, info at russellcenter.org. You know, follow us on LinkedIn. Follow me on LinkedIn. Ask the question and connect in that way. And if there's interest to get involved in any of the ways that you name, uh, it's just about it. Like everything else about building relationships and that same dynamic exists. If companies on the South want to get involved with companies on the North side of the tracks, our mission was never to build a moat around the building to say, no people were, people were excluded. Our real goal is to look at building an infrastructure that allowed us to build bridges to networks and access that some businesses on the South side never would have without that bridge, without that institution to support their growth. And so, yeah, man, the same thing applies to how businesses on the South reach businesses in the North. It's it's the willingness to reach out uh, and the intentionality to see how we could go and do about do business in a different way. And if somebody wants to learn more about the Russell Center, what's the website? Yep. RussellCenter.org, www.russellcenter.org. Well, Jay, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Oh, Lee, I certainly appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you next time on Atlanta Business Radio.